Praise God. Amen. Um, God is so good, right? He's just wonderful to us. And so we have so much to be thankful for. Um, and he wants us to be thankful people, thankful people. Um, so um, could we go to hmm, Matthew? Matthew chapter 4. Yeah, I guess Matthew chapter 4. Um, so, um, so Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse number um, 23. Through 25, 23 through 25, and um, I think we're just going to kind of go through Matthew uh, a little bit tonight and um, just talk about the goodness of God and, and really his goodness and, and who he is. Yeah, you, if you want to stand, you can stand in honor of the word of God. That'd be great. Matthew chapter 4, um, verse 23, and it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people <clears throat> that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Uh, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Uh, so, um, the Bible talks about that we have to have faith, right? So, uh, righteousness is by faith in the Lord. Um, and so, he wants us to believe certain things about him. Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, you can go there really quick. Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, he says, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, for by it the elders obtained a good report. <clears throat> Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So then the things which are seen were, made, were, were not made by the things which appear. And then we get down to verse 6, and he says, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So uh, we, we have to know um, and understand the nature of God to really have faith in him. Right. Um, to say I have faith in God, um, but to say God is an evil God. Right. That's not faith in the one true God. That's that's not that's not proper faith. Right. And so if our faith is not based on knowledge, uh, it doesn't produce life. Amen. And so this is why knowledge is so important. And so God talks about, he says, my people perish for their lack of knowledge. Um, and so, uh, and so it's, it's this knowing God. It's this understanding of who he is that is so uh, important. This is what eternal life is. Eternal life is knowing him, knowing Jesus Christ and understanding who God is. And so I just uh, feel like the Lord just impressing upon me to talk about one aspect of uh, God uh, that was revealed in Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus is the express image of the invisible God, right? So if we want to know what 
the invisible God is like, we look at Jesus. That's who he is. He is God made, made flesh so that we can understand him, so that we can know him. We don't have to question, um, is God like this? Does God like that? We just look at Jesus. And that's why Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so he is the physical representation, manifestation of the invisible God. And so um, I want to talk about uh, the power and, and God's desire uh, to be good to people, to be good to people and to heal them. Um, Jesus expressed this in his earthly life. Uh, a lot of times we think, you know, we can think that it's all about salvation and it's all about trying to save souls. And obviously for my soul, right, I want to be right with God. At the end of the day, I want to be right with God. Um, but God is, is just who he is. He doesn't change whether or not somebody accepts him or not. He's still the same. Um, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's a good God. He's a good God. And so for us as, as children of God, for us as people of God, right, filled with his spirit, we need to understand that who we are, who we're called to be, should not be adjusted by what people's reactions are. Because God is the same. He's not that way. And so I can't be that way. Amen? And so what we do, um, it cannot be based on the results. We can't do things because we think it's going to produce a good outcome. And sometimes we can be confused where we don't even realize that we're doing the things of God, but we're looking for good outcomes. We're not doing it simply because it's who he is. And so I believe the Lord really wants us to establish some things in our heart to know who he is so we can know who we are, right? And we can understand why we do what we do. Amen? Um, and so uh, Jesus, so let's talk about healing really quickly. Let's just talk about healing, uh, physical healing, because um, this is, he's, he's placed this on my heart. It is God's will to heal. Would you agree or disagree? <laughs> If, right, so uh, you have two options, right? We can go by our experience or we go by the word of God. Many times we classify and identify God and we say things about him based on our experiences. Um, and so my experience is that I have not seen every person healed that I've prayed for. Anybody else have that same experience? Okay. What, what does the word say? What happened with Jesus? Every single person, every, everyone. Um, is it the will of God to forgive sins? It's his will to forgive sins every single time. It's his will. Uh, and it's amazing how in the scripture, let's go to a scripture, Psalm chapter 103. Psalm chapter 103. Psalm 103. Um. Verse 1, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. Amen. We believe that. He heals all your diseases. Uh, you'll see this many times in the scriptures that healing 
and forgiveness of sins is put together in the economy of God. Um, so many times he groups those things together. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. Many of us know that scripture. Let's go there. Isaiah chapter 53. Um, it says in uh, verse number three that he is despised, rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Um, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and... With his stripes, we are healed. Um, so we see that God puts this together, that he, it's not just forgiveness of sins. He wants to heal our bodies. He wants to heal our bodies. Um, and, and we've got to be uh, persuaded of this, not because we want to get some sort of outcome, but because it's who God has revealed himself to be. He wouldn't have revealed it if he didn't want us to know it and put faith in it, right? And so this is not about, hey, we need to have some great healing ministry. No, we just need to understand who God is and put our faith in that because faith pleases God. Amen? And so I'm not sitting here saying, hey, I want to just see more. I want to see more things happen and more miracles. No, no, no. I want to be in alignment with who God is. That's, that's the core of everything, is we just want to be right with him. We want to we know him. We want to put our faith in him and please him with our faith. I don't want to say things about God that he doesn't say about himself. Amen? I don't, I don't want to conclude things about the almighty God just based on my own experience. That's limited. That's bringing God down to me. That's not faith. Right? Faith says... He is who he says he is, whether I see it or not, whether I've experienced it or not. He's just he's just good. He just is. Uh, let's go to another scripture. Mark. Chapter number. Let's see, Mark. Chapter two. <clears throat> Mark, chapter two. Um, and um, <clears throat> he's in the house, and uh, this is when the people rip off the roof and they, they lay their friend down. Verse number five, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But uh, there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reason, he said unto them, why do you reason these things in your heart? Uh, whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He says to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up bed, go your way into thy house. Immediately he rose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, insomuch they were all amazed and they glorified God saying, we've never saw it on this fashion. And so Jesus says, you know, hey, your, your sins are forgiven you. And they're like, who can forgive sins but God, right? And so he says that, but nothing happens. There's no, there's no effect. There's no way to know. They just are like, you just, you can't do that. That's, that's wrong. That's illegal. That's blasphemy. And Jesus says, listen, 
How easy is it just to say that? I could just say that, right? And, and because nothing happened, there wasn't any physical evidence that, okay, his sins were forgiven, right? But Jesus says, I want you to know that I have power to forgive sins. Because there is no physical manifestation of forgiving sins, right? There's, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what, what could happen. You know, do we turn blue? Uh, do we get a halo on our head to show that our sins are forgiven? But, but he says, I want you to know that I have the authority to do this. I want to prove to you that when I say your sins are forgiven, they're forgiven. Even though you don't really see it, he says, I'm going to give you a physical manifestation of something to prove to you I have power. And that's where he says, arise, take up your bed and walk. And so the physical healing was proof that Jesus really does forgive sins. You see that? You see that in scripture, right? Because that's what he says. I want you to know that I have authority to forgive sins. And so to show you that I have authority to forgive sins, I'm going to do physical healing. Amen? Understand that? Um, Jesus said this to, to people. He says, uh, he told them to believe me, but, but believe me for the works that I do. He, he went as far as to say this. He says, if I do not do the works of my father, don't believe me. That's literally what Jesus said. Um, John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist, great, greatest prophet, right? Jesus says, Jesus loves him. And uh, he got kind of weary. He was in prison and uh, was just probably just concerned, um, uh, weary with his own life and stuff. And uh, let's see, where is it at? John, I'm sorry. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. Um, and John is getting weary, right? He's serving the Lord. He is, he's a great man of God, uh, but he's getting weary in it and just kind of wondering what's going on. And so he sends some of his people to him. Verse three, are you the one that should come or should we look for another? And look what Jesus answers him and says, go and show John the things which you do hear and see the blind receive their sight. The lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Jesus concluded all this. He says, I want to encourage John. And John, it's the fact that the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing, the blind have their eyes. Miracles are taking place. I'm healing people. And the gospel is bring pre being preached. Um, Jesus didn't relegate like healing to something kind of extra. It was primary to him. It was primary to him. It was very primary to him. When he would go into cities, guess what he sent his disciples to do in every city? Preach the gospel and heal the sick. Both of them. Uh, he didn't send them just to preach the gospel. He sent them to preach the gospel and heal the sick. I asked somebody this question. We were talking about it. I said, here's a question for you. If I just preach the gospel, have I done the will of God? If I just heal the sick and I don't preach the gospel, is that the will of God? Right? We would absolutely say, oh, no, we've seen that before. But can we exclude the healing of the sick and think we're still obeying what Jesus commanded his disciples to do? Um, we are commanded. Let's, let's go to scripture. Uh, Matthew chapter number Ten. 
Actually, before we go there, can I just show you something in, in the book of Matthew? So start in Matthew chapter 8 really quickly. Matthew chapter 8. Uh, I just want to show something. Um, we already met Matthew 4. Matthew 5, 6, 7 is the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaching, right, the rules of the kingdom. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Chapter 8, we're going to move really quickly. Chapter 8, there's a leper that says, if you can cleanse me, if you're willing, I can be healed. And Jesus says, I'm willing, be healed, right? Verse number 5, there's a centurion that says, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. And he says, just speak the word, and my servant is healed. Jesus says, he speaks the word, and his servant is healed, right? Verse number 14, Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. What does Jesus do? He heals her. Verse number 16, everybody who's possessed of devils, he casts out spirits and he heals all. Somebody say all. All that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, right? Isaiah 53, he took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Uh, and then so moving on, uh, he, he calms the storm in uh, verse number 26, and then verse number 20, 28, they cross, they're crossing the sea, and he goes, and he heals a man who's possessed of a legion of devils. Y'all see that, right? Chapter 9, there's a man with palsy, right? This is the one he, where they, uh, that we talked about, your sins are forgiven, but he, but he heals them. He actually heals this man who is paralyzed. Praise God. Um, he calls Matthew, the tax collector. There's more teaching. Verse number 18 of chapter 9. There's a ruler who comes, and his daughter is, is at the point of death. And, Jesus, and he says, listen, I need you to come. Guess what Jesus does? Jesus goes. And as he's on his way, a woman with an issue of blood comes and says, if I touch him, I'll be healed. And she touches him, and she's healed immediately. Right? Jesus continues on, and they say, hey, the daughter is dead. Jesus is like, that doesn't stop me. He keeps on going. He heals the daughter, raises her from the dead. Amen? Verse number 27, he goes from there, and guess what? Two blind men come up. Guess what Jesus does? He heals them. According to your faith, be it so unto you. Verse number 32, he goes out. Behold, they bring to him a dumb man possessed of a devil. Guess what he does? He casts the devil out, and the dumb speaks, and the multitudes marveled. We've never seen it like this. And that brings us to verse 35. So Jesus, he goes about all these places, teaching, preaching, healing, every sickness and every disease. But he has an issue here. He says, verse 36, he, was, he saw the multitudes, he's moved with compassion, and he says, basically, there's just too many people that need to be touched. That's literally what he says. I'm summarizing. Pray that God would send out more people to keep doing what I'm doing. That's literally what he's saying. He's, he's constantly touching and healing every single person, casting out devils. And then he says, he, he looks on the people because there's people coming to him, and he's saying, we need more laborers. I, I, I need to multiply myself. I need more people that are going to do what I'm doing right now. Right? And so verse, chapter 10, what does he do? He sends out 12. He sends out the 12, and he gives them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He says, I'm going to give you the same power. Everything you've just seen me do, I'm giving you that same power because I need you to go do it. It needs to be done. See, this is, can, can you see how much Jesus wanted this done? He, it wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit. My purpose is just to go to the cross and die. No, 
he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give power to my disciples to do this ministry, to heal the sick. They couldn't die for sins, right? The, the apostles weren't called to die on the cross. But he absolutely wanted people healed. He wanted devils cast out, that he gave that power to them before he went to the cross. We find it in Luke chapter 10 that after he sends out the 12, he sends out 70 others. 70 others. Uh, we don't even know their names. He sent out 70 others, and he gives them the exact same power. Um, anybody seeing this? You kind of see, right? Right. Uh, so we're still in Matthew chapter 10. Let me just show you this. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7. He says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Uh, and then there's just so much more in there uh, about how to go and how we need to operate and live our lives. Um, uh, we need to be persuaded of we have a commandment from Jesus Christ, I believe, to preach the gospel and heal the sick. We have a commandment to do it. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. And um, verse number 18. Verse number 18. Jesus comes, speaks to them, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things. Somebody say all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even until the end of the world. And so he's telling his disciples, when you make other disciples, you need to command, the, you need to teach these other disciples to do what I commanded you to do. Jesus commanded his first disciples to preach the gospel and heal the sick. Guess what those disciples were to command the other disciples to do? Preach the gospel and heal the sick. Right? And, and so, like I say, this is not, uh, there's so much more, right? So I'm not trying to say, oh, you, got, you can forget about living holy and all that stuff. We're not saying that at all. But we absolutely need to talk about the fact that we are called to preach the gospel and heal the sick. You're called to do that just as much as you're called to forgive. Just as much as you're called to turn the other cheek and give, right? You're called to preach the gospel and heal the sick. It's, it's the same level of commandment. It's not like, okay, I can obey this one and disobey the other one. We've, got to, we've just got to settle in our hearts. He's commanded us to do this. This is not just a calling for certain people, right? This is not just, okay, the ministry, pastor, you're called to preach the gospel and heal the sick. The rest of us, we're off the hook. We just got to, you know, make sure we don't curse anybody out today. No. We're disciples of Jesus Christ. We're called to preach the gospel and heal the sick. And, and, and Jesus' ministry, when you study the ministry of Jesus Christ, right? Because like we said, he is the expression of the invisible God. So this must be what God wants, right? It's, it's like he did it so much, even to the point that there was a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath day in the synagogue, and they were like, okay, he's not going to do it. And Jesus was like, is it lawful to do good on the, on the Sabbath day or not? Jesus says there's never a bad time to heal. 
even though it violated what they thought was protocol. Jesus says, I want to heal so much, I'm going to do it. And he did it knowing they would be angry with him. They knew he would be upset with him about healing, and he did it anyway because he cared. He talked, there was another woman who was bent over for 18 years, and they're upset that he healed her on the Sabbath day. And Jesus says, wouldn't you, if you had an ox that fell into a ditch, wouldn't you pick it up even if it was on the Sabbath day? And he says, here is this woman, this child of mine, and Satan has oppressed her for 18 years. Of course I'm going to deliver her. See, that's the heart of God. God doesn't, he doesn't see hurting people and overlook it. He wants to meet the need. He wants to touch. He wants to heal. This is the heart we need to have. This is the same spirit that has been put in us, right? He has not given me a spirit to overlook need. He has not given me a spirit to not have compassion on the multitudes. That's not the spirit of Jesus Christ. He was moved with compassion. He was moved when, when he saw something. He, he didn't say, hey, send them to somebody else so that they can fix the problem. Jesus was like, bring them here. Bring them to me so that I can handle this. Right? So this, we've got to recognize this is what's in us. This is who's in us. And so uh, we need, I need to have compassion. I need to understand the will of God. The will of God. He wants it. He wants it. Um, and can I tell you, it's exciting. It's exciting. Right? L- living with the Lord is not supposed to be boring. <laughs> it's, I mean, Jesus' life, you read it. He didn't live that life just for us to read it and talk about it and say, wow, that was amazing. He lived it so that we could live that life. Right? That's, 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 who, I'm, that's who I'm called to be, is him. And so, yes, he had troubles. Yes, not everybody liked it. The religious people absolutely didn't like it. They were like, listen, we got, we got our stuff going. We, we have our things. You just need to keep it nice and, and, and neat. Uh, don't upset the apple cart. And Jesus was like, listen, there's somebody who needs help. I'll leave the 99 and go find the one that needs help. If there's a man with a withered hand, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out and touch him, whether y'all like it or not, because that's the heart of God. Amen? And so uh, this is who he's called us to be. This is, this is what's in us. This is who, Je- this is this, this is who Jesus is. Amen? Um, and so... Uh, just finish it up, but, um, and I think about it, right, so the Bible says that we, uh, it's according to our faith, and so we have to believe. Uh, if we're not persuaded that it's, that it's his will to do it, we won't have faith. We won't have faith. We won't have faith, um, right? So the same thing, if you're not persuaded that God wants to forgive you, you won't believe you're forgiven, and we struggle with that. We struggle with that. People struggle with that because we think we look at ourselves and we say, well, look at what I've done and look at this and look at my feelings and my emotions. Right. And that's the danger when we have that same uh, attitude towards healing. It carries over to forgiving myself for being forgiven and washed and cleansed. It carries over. It's the same thing. They go hand in hand. And so having faith to believe God for healing, that he wants to heal my body, it carries over to faith to know he wants to forgive me. He wants to wash me. He cleanses me. 
right? In spite of who I am, in spite of what I've done, it's not my good works. It's his goodness. It's his good pleasure to do it. Just as much as I don't deserve forgiveness, I don't deserve healing, but he wants to do it. And all he wants from me is just to agree with him and to believe it. Amen? And so there's so many people in our world that are not convinced about the mercy and the goodness of God. They need to see it. They need, they need to experience it. They need to experience his goodness. Yeah, I can, I can tell somebody all day long, you're going to hell. That's not going to turn them. It's the goodness of God that leads them to repentance. This is why Jesus says when you go into a city, don't just preach the kingdom. No, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Show them how good I am. Touch their bodies. Meet them where they have a need and preach the gospel. Tell them that I can save their souls. I can do an invisible work just as much as I did a physical work. That's what he commanded his disciples to do. It was never supposed to be just in word. He says it's in word and in power. Demonstration of the spirit. That's what Paul says. Paul says, when I came to you, I didn't come with great swelling words of man's wisdom. He says, I came in demonstration of the spirit so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. So that you wouldn't look at people and how great they speak and say, oh, okay, I'm going to follow this person because they can preach so well. No, I want, I want what God does. I want, I want to follow him. My faith is in this invisible God that's able to touch me and I can reach out to him anywhere that I am because that's what I've seen. I've seen his power at work. Praise God. And so this is, this is what we're called to express. Amen. And when we don't do it, we do a disservice to Jesus. We do a disservice to him, right? So people ask the question, well, what if I pray and it doesn't happen, right? Well, what if it's supposed to happen and you don't pray? That should scare us more. That should bother me more, right? And so we've all had stuff. Even in the scriptures, there's an example where the disciples themselves, they prayed and it didn't happen, right? When they prayed for the boy who was possessed of the devil, and the demon threw him into the fire, right? Did Jesus come and say, you know what? This just wasn't my will to do it. Y'all tried. Jesus took the boy and healed him himself, right? So even in their place where maybe they hadn't matured to a place of faith, that was enough to heal the boy, right? The, the mercy of Jesus Christ stepped in because at least his disciples were willing to step out. At least the disciples were willing to pray. At least they were saying, listen, he, he wants to do it. We're, we're believing. We're going to pray. Okay, they didn't have enough faith. Jesus talked to them, says, it's because of your unbelief that you weren't able to do it. But then Jesus took the boy and healed him. Praise God. Because that's, that's the goodness of God. And so we don't have to worry. It's not about you. It's not about me. Do you, are you good enough? Are you worthy enough? Just be obedient to God. And he'll take care of everything. Our option, we don't have an option of being disobedient because we're thinking it may not work. Our option is obedience or, or not being right. We got to obey God. He's commanded me to pray for the sick. He's commanded us to do it, right? And so because it's, it's who he is, it's what he wants. And so uh, the reason we need to pray for people is because it's what God has asked us to do. Amen? And it's who he is. He's a healer. He's a giver of life. And um, 
And so let's just cast out fear. Amen. Can we just get rid of the fear and just say we're just going to trust Jesus? We're just going to seek after him. Uh, We want to press into everything that he has for us. Um, And so we as the people of God, we've got to be persuaded um, about who he is. He's a healer. He's a healer. You know, and, and I know when this comes forward or we hear this stuff, we immediately think of our own personal situations. We think of this issue or that issue or this person or that person or whatever. And, and that's what happens. But we need to focus on him. Amen. We need to focus on him. And so I allow the truth of who he is to override what I've seen and where I am. I allow his truth. Praise God. So, um. All right, so we're about done. But, um, and something else just to look at is the way Jesus prayed for people, the way he did it, um, the way he healed people. Um, Seemingly, Jesus did not pray for four hours when ministering to someone who needed healing. Um, It doesn't seem like he yelled in their face either. There is a time that he spit on them, but that was on purpose. So it wasn't just because he was so excited. It was he literally spit. Right. Um, But he says, just speak to it. Right. Speak to it. Just just speak to it. Um, He dealt with people not in a spooky way. Right. Jesus wasn't spooky. He wasn't like um, mystical. He was he he talked with people. He dealt with people. He met them where they were. He found out what the issue was, you know, sometimes seemingly kind of funny. There's blind men crying out to him and they're blind and they're like, son of David, have mercy on us. And he walks up to him and he's like, what do you want? What do you think? <laughs> you know, but he wanted them to express. We, we want to be healed. We want to we, we want our eyesight. OK. And, and, and he said, be opened. And their eyes were opened. Right. Um, so. Either this Jesus is alive today in us, or he's not. I believe he's alive today. I believe that same Jesus is in me, that same spirit, right? And so uh, I'm just going to trust his word and believe it. And so, uh, people of God, let's, let's pray for the sick. Let's have compassion on people, right? Find somebody, I mean, you know, you know somebody, just pray for them. Just believe it. Speak to the sickness in faith, not in yourself. You're not worthy of it. You're never going to be worthy of, of healing anybody. <laughs> but simply because you know who he is and it's what he wants. And when we're persuaded it's what he wants, we'll share it all the time. Right? So just as much as I'm persuaded he wants to forgive everybody. I am. I'm persuaded of that. He wants to forgive everybody. Will everybody be forgiven? It's up to them. Right. But I'm persuaded he wants to heal everybody. Right. And that's up to me to pray and believe it. And so I want to give him what he paid for. The Bible says with his stripes, we are healed. He took those stripes for 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 a purpose. And, And God forbid that I should leave something on the table that he paid for. I want to I want to pick up everything that he got. Amen. And so um, young people, you're not too young. 
right? Not too old. It's Jesus that does it. It's Jesus that does it. You're not too impure. You're, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, right? So, you know, find people. Uh, this is just, I'm just giving this as just an example. If you find people, you can ask them. One of the, one of the greatest ways is open conversations with people. Just say, hey, is there anything you have that I could pray for? Anything you need prayer for in your life? Um, you'll find a lot of people are open to prayer. They're open to prayer. You know, you come out and you say, hey, did you know you're going to hell? <laughs> Probably not going to open a door. Right? <laughs> um, but if you go and say, hey, listen, I see you're limping here. Is something going on with your knee? Something going on with your back? Can I, can I, can I pray for you in Jesus' name to be healed of that, for the pain to go? How would, you, how would you like that if Jesus just took that away from you? That's what he told us to do. That's, this is not strange. This is, he told us to go and heal the sick. And so offer that, right? Offer it. And you don't have to bring them to me. You don't have to bring them here. Just manifest the Lord. Ask them, tell them, and then they say, okay, yeah, sure, pray. And pray. Please don't pray for, for five hours. Don't pray for 10 minutes. Don't, don't pray for super long because uh, you will, you will it, one, it's not needed. Uh, in your private time, you need to connect with the Lord and, manif- and, get in, and fellowship with him uh, and all that stuff. Yes, so pray, connect with Jesus, be in his presence and all that stuff. When you're ministering to people, minister to people. Meet them where they are. And so I've seen it so often that we get carried away and we just, we're lifted up and we're just, we're in cloud nine and the person is sitting there and they're just like, they're done. Um, Right? Is it okay to be real? (laughs) Right? Minister to people. Jesus didn't do that to people. He didn't. He didn't do that to people. Uh, He understood their limitations. He even talked about where they were going to, you know, the disciples wanted to send them away. He was like, no, they're going to faint on the way. We need to feed them. He understood people's framework, right? So he wasn't trying to be so spiritual that he didn't care about people's physical bodies. He cares. He really cares. And so he would heal, touch people. And so pray for somebody. Pray for them. Pray. Just speak. Jesus, be, Jesus, heal their back right now. All pain go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Believe it. And then ask them if it happened. Ask them, Right? Don't just walk away. Believe it, right? Because every time in the scriptures, it happened. It happened. It happened. And so see if there's something happened. If it didn't, pray again. Pray again. If you pray for, for 10 minutes the first time, you probably won't get a second opportunity, right? But if you pray for 10 seconds, right, they'll have no issue with you saying, let me pray again because I'm believing Jesus is going to do it. Is this Okay. This little practical stuff, like how to live this out, how to how to please him. Because I think sometimes people wonder, well, okay, I'm I'm all hyped up on this emotion. Now what do I do with it? Well, go go release Jesus' power and love and goodness to somebody's life. Amen. And so um, and so we want to I want to encourage, we need to encourage each other in stepping out in faith. Amen. I want to encourage you in faith. And uh, it's easy just to fit in with the crowd and be comfortable and not do anything that takes a risk. No, but I want to encourage you to step out in faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we, we do what, what's pleasing to God and, and see what he'll do. It's too late in the hour, right? It's too late in the hour for the people of God to be scared. 
it's just too late in the hour. He's done too much. We just, we know it. He's coming back. And so um, let's just give him what he wants. Why don't we stand? Amen. Let me stand. Praise God. Mm, glory to God. Glory to God.